Tired of seeing the same old videos slapped together? Only on Night Flight can you see takeoffs to the latest trends in today's music, fantastic feature films, video profiles, new sounds, heavy metal heroes, directions in jazz, reggae sunsplash, Mr. Bill, film and video gallery, video vault, and off the wall, Night Flight. Where would your weekend be without it? It's Night Flight, all night. Friday and Saturday at 11, 10 Central on USA. Welcome to the Cinematic Void Podcast. Cinematic Void is a cult film series that hosts screenings in the Los Angeles area as well as virtually. I'm your host, Jim Branscombe, and joining me as always is... Hey, it's Nick Vance, Paranoid Futures on all social media. You can find Cinematic Void on the World Wide Web at cinematicvoid.com as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all major podcast platforms. If you want to support The Void, you can join our Patreon. Not only do you get cool perks, but you make this podcast possible. All right, Jim. What are we getting into today? Well, for this episode, we have a special guest who is KJ from Night Flight. We recorded this episode back in the summer, and due to well, a bunch of things, we didn't get a chance to put it out to now. So please enjoy this episode. And if you're looking for more new episodes of the Cinematic Void Podcast, we have a year-ending best of our, or whatever our favorites of 2022 episode dropping soon. So check that out. And otherwise, enjoy this episode of the Cinematic Void Podcast. Joining us now is the producer, brand managers, also does social media, writes the blurbs, basically keeps this beautiful entity known as Night Flight Afloat. Please welcome the void, KJ Howe. KJ, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks so much for having me. We've talked off and on a little bit about many things and cult cinema and stuff, so I'm really happy to have you on and be able to talk about what was, a, I think, an instrumental thing for me growing up, which was Night Flight. So for those of who are listening who aren't sure what exactly Night Flight is, could you talk about what it was originally and what it is now? Night Flight originally came out in 1981. It was formed by Stuart Shapiro and Stuart Samuels. Uh, They just basically approached USA Network with this idea of doing something creative, giving a platform to uh, musicians and artists and weirdos. And they were like, you know what, we've got this entire block from like midnight till 4am. If you just want to go crazy, have at it. So a lot of what you're seeing from the original night flight were people who, you know, these uh, musicians making music videos, this is all pre MTV. And their approach was to have it in more of like sort of a documentary style with somewhat of a narrator and a lot of interviews, things of that nature. So Night Flight was taking you to school, MTV came along and it was like more of like, we're going to take you to a party. So it was, they were doing the similar things, but going in different directions, if that makes any sense. So could you explain what Night Flight as an entity is now? Now, since, since Night Flight ran, 
It was on from 81 until like 1994, which is a pretty healthy run. So there are all of these old night flight episodes um, from that we still have in our quote unquote vault, which is just basically an enormous storage space in LA uh, that's hands off to all of us. <laughs> but um, we have been, uh, we got the streaming channel going. Stuart wanted to do that in 2015, which is when I was brought on. And um, he approached me uh, and said that he wanted to do something like a streaming service and he wanted to have old episodes of Night Flight, but also include and incorporate things like cult films and um, short films by independent creators, that type of thing. Um, the, of course, new wave theater, you know, old uh, public access, cable access, weirdness from, you know, the 80s and whatnot. And I thought it was an excellent idea. So um, I was originally brought on as a writer. I uh, fucking hated it. And so I was like, you know what? We don't have any sort of social media presence. It's like, let me do that. He's like, fine, I'm not going to pay you. But, you know, you can go, you can have at it and, and do whatever you want. And kind of the rest is history after, you know, several demands to be paid for my work. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> Before Night Flight, what... What kind of like background did you have? Like you said, you're a writer, but like, were you into cult cinema? Were you into like, you know, yeah. crazy bad bands <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that? Was it just like you you heading to Night Flight just seemed like a, a natural destination for you? Well, what happened was, and this is all kind of piecing together that all roads led to Night Flight eventually for me, was uh, originally um, my background is that I was a musician. I was in a band and... Um, I also booked a lot of shows. I was, um, I, I would go into bars um, in my city that were about to close down, that were just basically just these shitty dive bars. And I was like, look, you know, you're going out of business. Let me go nuts in here. So I bought a PA system. I'd bring a PA system and I just book bands, you know, like crazy, just packing these little bars. And eventually, you know, you're actually bringing these bars back from bankruptcy and you're like, oh, there's something to this. You know, this is a this is a pretty neat thing and uh, kind of interested in, in that road for a while. But my band had a fan. And I'm, this is all going to make sense in a second. This guy, Mike Feldman. Mike Feldman originally lived in Philly. He and I became buddies. He was a huge fan of my band at the time. And we kept in touch. And after he and he was in marketing, you know, he worked for Sailor Jerry and then he got headhunted, moved to LA to work for Vans. This is all going to make sense in a second. Sorry, I'm going off base here. But he contacted me and he goes, hey, you'll never guess who just wrote to me. He goes, night flight. I was like, what are you fucking kidding me? Night flight? Like the night flight? He's like, yeah. He's like, but um, they're sort of DIY now and they basically can't afford me. And I was like, well, they can afford me. I'm, you know, <laughs> work for free. I don't care. Mike Feldman gave them my info and they got in contact with me. And with this background that I had with, you know, having been a musician myself and understood what it was like to get completely fucked over by people who were exploiting artists, uh, that was kind of my MO is to make sure that anyone else that we bring on, including musicians or filmmakers, you know, we're all sort of making sure that those people are protected within our contracts and whatnot. Add to that, 
I'm a huge fucking nerd and I don't know if it's all right for me to say fucking or anything, but I'm a big nerd and I have tons of horror films in my collection. I've been collecting them since I was like 17 years old, had to have custom shelves built for my VHS tapes and that type of stuff. So I think everyone my age sort of has a VHS collection now. Now, oh, good. You, you're talking about your VHS collection. How many VHS tapes do you currently have? Oh, it's in the thousands by this point. It's, it's a mental health crisis, probably a cry for help, but it's, I had to have custom shelves built floor to ceiling for this thing. It's a beast. So how do yeah. you, how do you organize them? Uh, by genre. I, I can't do alpha. I can't alphabetize that. It drives me crazy. I have this very specific sort of compulsion. So it's all by specific genre. <laughs> I'm always curious about how collectors organize their media, like be like records or like VHS or Blu-rays or whatever. And everyone has something else, but like it, for some reason, like alphabet alphabetical is just like the most like insane to me, even though I guess it yeah, like you've got to be a fucking serial killer to do it that way. Like how that would drive me crazy. It's just, it's too mathematical, you know, in a way, in its own way. I could never do it or keep up with it. Now, speaking of tapes and media and stuff like that, what you said the the vast night flight archive of like what went on air is like in a I guess a warehouse or a garage or a storage space in Los Angeles. How do you guys go about deciding what you're pulling and what's getting digitized and what goes onto the platform? Oh, easy. Uh, whatever won't get us sued. Whatever we still have a licensing for, <laughs> that is strictly how we operate. A lot of people are like, hey, well, well, why can't I find, you know, fabulous stains on your channel? Or, you know, they'll we get a lot of, why don't you ever, uh, you know, and it, it's all just like, dude, we don't have the rights. You know, I wish, I wish it were, you know, that we had some really beautiful answer to give you, but really it's just we can't afford to be sued. Not again. So, um <laughs> you know, that's what it all boils down to. But, you know, we're working on some things. We're working with some different distributors and whatnot that help us out. But as far as original Night Flight episodes go, we've got a guy and he picks through things. And, you know, th there's some cherry picking that goes on sometimes with these episodes. And we take everything that we still own the, the rights to, like, say, like Grace Jones interview. We'll take that out of the episode, but we are not allowed to show, you know, the two-hour film that's in the middle or something like that however we do keep the original commercials for a lot of these episodes which we we were doing just to check out to see if it would have a good response originally and people lost their minds over these original commercials so we kind of left them in it's part of the fun I mean, I agree with that as someone who uses a lot of commercials for my like in-theater walk-ins and like when I was during the pandemic, when I was really doing my online, like, you know, streaming version of what I did, I did it more like an up all night format. So I put commercials back into the movies because I there's something to be said about like how commercials were made in the 80s and 90s. And like, they're just kind of different. And like, they're they feel like they're part of the show in a weird way where like now I see a commercial, I feel disconnected from like whatever the fuck I'm watching. Well, commercials were weirder back then. And there were just a lot less, there weren't the rules that are in place. It was like a process of going through what can we get away with? 
So they were just a little weirder, more hardcore, more ethereal. They were cartoonish. There's just something about the 80s that has this sincerity to it because, you know, we hadn't hit the 90s, you know, hard nosedive into the 90s cynicism yet. So there's this real sincerity about the 80s. We were completely, there was no self-awareness. You know, it was, we weren't looking at what we were doing. I mean, look at the fashions and the music and a lot of it, you know, it was, there was nothing ever like it before or, and there can't be sense because we're too self-aware now. And you cocaine, not as good. Cocaine. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> I, when people like talk about like, oh, I want to recreate an eighties vibe for my movie. It's like, you're never going to do it. Cause one, you're not doing like truckloads of cocaine. Like I, I always say the perfect example of eighties cinema and cocaine is any which way, but loose because no, that movie has never been made without cocaine. I can't see anyone going to the war rooms. Like, you know, what's good, a good movie, Clint Eastwood, bare knuckle boxing and a fucking orangutan that <laughs> can only be made on cocaine. Oh, so many things are like that too. That. I mean, it's just uh, even the horror films back then, they just nothing can replicate that era. Yeah. If you try to do it, it's just just comes off so bad. And I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Filmmakers, you want to make better movies? Do cocaine. There we go. That's our cosign for the day. Uh, speaking of movies, though, uh, the Night Flight has a really excellent curation of cult cinema and stuff like that. And it, I think there's also band documentaries. And you work with a lot of boutique labels and record labels. Can you talk about the curation process for Night Flight? Sure. We are lucky, lucky, lucky enough to work with really amazing labels uh, like uh, the you know re-release labels and distributors like Vinegar Syndrome and Severin. David Gregory is amazing. Um, just really cool people to be involved with. And, um, you know, just uh, working in MVD. God, MD, MVD. Uh, they really uh, are to, to give huge thanks for getting us really off the ground because it was their collection, really, that bolstered what we're doing with the streaming service. And um, every now and then, um, the probably the most fun part of my job, uh, besides just being a lazy piece of shit that just gets to post my favorite stuff online all day and get paid for it, uh, the second best thing ever is like getting to go through the lists and circle all of the best films that are coming in through these services and being like, okay, here's something from FilmRise who has this enormous catalog and I get to go through and cherry pick all the cool stuff that I think would work for us sometimes. And I also have our senior producer, Tom Malarney. Tom is uh, really amazing in a lot of ways. He's the backbone of this operation and that he does like the technical stuff and that he works on the contracts and, and that type of thing. So, and his taste level is uh, like, we're, I'm just really lucky to be able to work with someone who uh, appreciates this type of thing and it isn't just a, a fucking suit you know which would just destroy the whole experience for everyone you know to make it corporate besides um all the films and that kind of stuff you were instrumental in creating what i'd consider probably the first really new 
content for Night Flight, which was the Night Flight Slumber Party. Do you want to talk about how that came about? Yeah, I would love to actually. Um, God, the Night Flight Slumber Party. Um, just like Elisa Frank meets shit show, like craziness. It's been, it was really hard to really get it going, get the funding for it. Um, but I worked with uh, Nick Pruer from the Found Footage Festival, and he and I worked really well together. We played off each other well. And, um, I, you know, I approached him. I, I He was probably the fourth host um, that I had approached to have do this. Like everyone had fallen out at that point, you know, just leading up to it. And it was like, Jesus Christ, give me a break. Um, but, yeah, I just I'd had this idea. I, I was like, I, I'm in this position where, you know, these celebrity these celebrities are fans of night fight and um i want to uh, exploit that <laughs> you know, for our benefit and theirs uh but in a fun way uh i had made i had put together something with gerald casali of devo the following year um for you know right before uh, these fun plague times for a New Year's Eve special. You know, Jerry Casali owns a, a vineyard, and I, I'm getting way <laughs> off topic again, like going fucking crazy. But like, it, uh, uh, no. When we we hear about Devo members with vineyards, we're gonna have to talk about that because. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Casali is like a, a he's like a major foodie and like wine like connoisseur. Uh, this he bought a vineyard and his wine is like really really good uh there's a weird fact about me i know a lot about wine because i i've had to have when you when you're a musician you have to have a side job and mine was always a server or a waiter uh and i've inexplicably been trained in fine dining and i know wine and all of that crap and uh boring you to tears over there but his wine is fucking good uh, just to get that out of the way, I was like, and you know, I was doing some social media work for Devo at one point. And so I shoehorned that into a meeting, Gerald. And I was like, we've got to do a special with you, Gerald. That would just be so cool. And let's incorporate your wine somehow. We can just have you select some films and we'll have like, oh, we'll make it like a dinner and a movie kind of thing. And Gerald's going to make some recipes and you can follow along and this is going to be very surreal. What ended up happening, though, uh, was he was concerned about the wine sales. And I was like, oh, and it just hit me. New Year's Eve. Everybody's going to be buying wine anyway. Let's just let's let's incorporate this. So we did a, a very Devo New Year's Eve. Uh, he completely sold out of wine in record time and it scared the shit out of us. We weren't prepared for this. And it, it was so close to being a disaster, but we pulled it off. But we were able to get a lot of um, Devo fans involved in this, which was just a live stream gathering. You know, people could buy in, which included a package that was like two bottles of wine, red and white, that included Jerry's signature dishes that he created, uh, that it also included uh, like a live Q&A with Gerald. And all of these guests were joining us, like Dana Gould who's a producer from The Simpsons, and he's been around forever, just the most amazing stand-up comedian and writer. Um, John Ross Bowie, who I am just, oh, I adore him. And he's he's he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's was on um, Big Bang Theory, yada, yada. 
and Rob Zabrecki, the magician from the Magic Castle, joined us. Um, just all of these people, it was just showed up and it was just absolutely incredible. Uh, Jake Fogelnest, who will be furious if I don't mention his name somewhere in here, showed up and that was a blast and he's hysterical. Uh, you know, so after this, after we pulled this off, basically, I was like, I want to do something like this all the time. It would be so stupid not to. You know, I've got this platform. We're not doing anything with it except for showing all this old stuff. And I was like, let's make something new. So that's how that was born. <laughs> We've got four episodes live and up right now on the streaming service, Night Flight Plus, that you, you can check out. We uh, interview Fred Armisen. Uh, we talked to Rachel True from The Craft, who is amazing. And we talked to Pete and Pete from Nickelodeon, like all grown up Pete and Pete. It's super weird. It's You have to see it. And, um, you know, just, just the most amazing group of people just came out of the woodwork to help us with this project. And we still have uh, forthcoming two more episodes, uh, one with Dana Gould and another with Will Wheaton. So that's super exciting to have that come through. Possible season two coming up, maybe. Um, there's a possible guest. I can't say who it is yet because nothing's been confirmed, but someone who was involved with RuPaul's Drag Race could be really cool and interesting. So we'll see. That sounds excellent. Would you want to see Night Flight do more things like the Slumber Party and do more original programming to go with the archive stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I, I would like to see some spinoff things go from there. We worked with uh, Susan and Denise, who we had on as, you know, Susan and Denise are these performance artists who create these um, videos for their own channels. Uh, they dress in drag, they put on these skits, and they're hilarious and they're way cooler than me and I was just really fortunate to get to be involved with Susan and Denise and I would love to see Susan and Denise spin off what they're doing which is it's very reminiscent to me of like art school girls of doom type of liquid television feel you know I'd love to see them really take off but yeah and I, and I would love to see some more bands uh, like do live band projects like we had the residents play do a live performance special for us that was fucking awesome and um you know deaf rain who is an incredible band that if you haven't heard of them please look them up i think you'll really love them and uh, uh plaque blague who is like a, an snm performer from nebraska and uh is just this hot guy in a leather thong and who the fuck doesn't love that you know so i would love to see more of that type of thing you know we're working with record labels now we we work with sub pop and deus records fucking incredible label sacred bones um it just these we're just really fortunate to work with a lot of these people i would just like to see that expand in a lot of new and creative ways where do you see night flight as a brand i hate the word brand but for lack of a better word. Where do you see Night Flight, the, the brand, heading towards in the future? What kind of expansion would you like to see for it? Obviously, you talked about like having more original content, but do you see doing like live events or anything like that? Or just, what's your vision? Uh, my vision is to just, uh, yeah, well, this vision would have to be heavily funded 
Uh, but yeah, my vision is just expansion. And to just, it's not just about giving a platform to artists, which is what we've always been doing. It has to be more than that. I just want this to be like this mega legacy that, you know, it, it's that, you know, we're, we're the little guys, you know, it's, it's just been so DIY that I want to make sure that that effort never goes away, like the passion behind it, because this has definitely been a passion project from the start back in the 80s. Like, this is just how we are. I'd love to be able to expand that without having to go corporate in any way. So just, um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, it, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen that movie Freaked by Alex Winter. But yeah, with Randy Quaid is showing Freak World and it's just a tiny model. He's like the new Freak World and he lifts up a blanket and it's the exact same model, but bigger. That's basically what I'm trying to describe. Just everything the same, but fucking bigger, you know? <laughs> I don't want to change it too much. So an actual real expansion where it's like, you don't change what works. You just want more of it to be bigger. Yeah, Exactly. Awesome. And I want to sell more merch <laughs> I, with, from, from independent creators. I want people who have their films or their own t-shirts and that type of thing. I want that all in to be in the store so that they can still make money off of it. Because if we're not supporting these artists, then we're nothing but the assholes that we are trying to fight against, you know? So that too. Outside of Night Flight, what other things are you working on? Or are you just primarily just focused on Night Flight at the moment? Uh, primarily it's night flight at the moment. I, I'm open, you know, I, I worked very briefly for, uh, a VHS store in LA that is still open and doing business. And, um, I, again, you know, I worked a bit for Devo and things like that, but you know, that's posting stuff for other people. I would really, love to do something new and start a new project. I'd really love for Slumber Party, the second season to take off. But, um, you know, we're kind of just open right now to trying some new things with Night Flight. We really just want to make sure that this is successful and that, you know, we just keep it going and keep it steady paced and, and whatnot. So, yeah, that's really where my focus is now. All right, KJ, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Uh, where can people find Night Flight online? nightflightplus.com you can check out our full library we have a seven day free trial so um you can watch whatever you want for free up to that week and quit fucking complaining about how much night flight costs please do you have any fucking idea how much night flight costs it's nothing it's like four dollars a month so yeah Sign up for the free service if you're going to complain about it. Watch our content for free. And fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. Don't care any of that. <laughs> um, I, I, are you Imagine other streamers took that approach. So like, you don't like our shows? Fuck you. But Seriously. I, like, I didn't want to say that. Like, we have content that you can't find anywhere else. You know, we're supporting all of these, like, independent filmmakers and giving them a platform. You can't find it anywhere. Um original episodes of night flight you can't find anywhere else like these new labels putting their music videos out for these bands and all these artists like the only place you can find them is if you search for them by name and look them up on youtube you know they're not curated anywhere anymore mtv is fucking useless like what when was the last time they 
did anything to support bands or or anything like that you know but it's like we that whole formula why did it die we need that the industry needs that you know to support new music and, and get the word about these bands out there somehow so we're kind of trying to do that so fucking shut the fuck up and support us because we also give royalties as viewership based royalties to the artists so you're supporting artists by supporting night flight yeah thank you so much for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure same here thank you so much you guys love ya People who take their rock and roll seriously, Night Flight delivers. Everyone who's anyone is talking about it. Hi, I'm Grace Jones. Hi, this is Adam Knight. Hi, this is Steve Miller. When I fly like an eagle, I fly in Night Flight. Night Flight takes off to explore topics and trends in music culture. Hi, this is Wendy O from the Plasmatics. Hi, love and oneness. This is Jimmy Cliff. I'm Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees. Night Flight offers a commercial-free half hour of the week's hottest films and videos. Uh, la, 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 la. My name is Ian Hunter. We're here on Night Flight here Night on Flight. the USA Network. Night Flight. Night Flight. Night Flight. Night Flight. Your connection with cults, classics, concerts, and more. Good night, Flight. If you're ready to reach new heights of music experience, you're ready for Night Flight, cable TV's original music show. So watch it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Every Friday and Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific, only on USA.